Welcome to our podcast here at Trinity West Church. We believe that you will be enriched by today's message. Let's open our hearts to receive God's Word. Yes, we do want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And we have a special treat for you uh, immediately following service on your way out. You'll see it. Just a, a little treat, a little way for us to say thank you, but then also on your way out, right in the lobby, right in the middle, there's a little uh, studio set up. We have a professional photographer that will be taking pictures. You just sign up, and one by one, we'll take pictures of you, and there's some instructions of how to download your picture. So that's just our gift to you. So happy Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. Well, would you turn to the book of Mark? I'm going to preach a message today. It's actually going to be a little bit of a series Uh, I'm going to do it today, I'm going to do it next week, and then I'm going to do it on Father's Day, a series on honor. It's not the exact same title, but today's title is this, Honor Thy Mother. Honor Thy Mother. And all the moms said, Amen. Amen. All right, moms, I'm I'm going to score some extra points with you today. And so, um, I want to talk about honor for just a little bit. Romans chapter 13, the Bible says that we give honor to whom honor is due. Honor to whom honor is due. So that's an important principle, an important understanding in God's word, that if somebody is due honor, the Bible says that it's our responsibility to give them that honor that they are due. Well, not just on Mother's Day, but always we are to honor the moms in our life. Whether it is a biological, whether it is an adoptive, whether it is a a, a spiritual mom, somebody who just takes the place of a mom, a great-grandmother or a grandmother, we are responsible to honor them. The Bible defines the word honor as placing value. Placing value. In fact, the word in the Greek actually means to place value, to put value on something. So in Mark chapter 6, you'll find an interesting story about honor. And here's what it says in verse number 1. Then he went out. Now this is speaking of Jesus. Mark chapter 6 verse 1 says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this that which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, verse 6, verse 4 I should say, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except heal, uh, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And verse 6 says, And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went out teaching in the villages, or went about the villages in a circuit teaching. I believe in healing. I believe that God heals when we pray, when we exercise our faith. And you'll never see in the Gospels, you'll never see one instance of somebody coming to Jesus in faith, and Jesus refusing healing to them. The only place you see where people are not healed 
is this particular place, and the Bible is clear, they're not healed because of their unbelief. Their unbelief. And so he laid his hands on a few sick people, but because of their unbelief, he couldn't do a lot of miracles there. Uh, And why is that? Because they did something to him that is being done in, in so many places around the world. They dishonored him. The Bible actually says that Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except among his own people, in his own house, among his own relatives, in his own village. The Bible says that instead of honoring him as a gift, as not just a prophet teacher, but as a miracle worker, as the son of God, they dishonored him. Now, if honor is bringing value, then what they did is they devalued him. They just devalued him. They said, he's not really above us. He's not really that special. He's not really that valuable. We will lower the value on him, and we will say that he's above us. Therefore, we will not receive anything from him. And they did not receive anything from him because they did not honor him. And all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the scriptures, you will see this word honor over and over again. Now, something's happening in our society that is is unique to this particular day that we've never seen before in the history of the world. We've seen bits of it, but never like it is today, where the things that God values and the things that God honors, society is tearing down. They're devaluing. If God places a value on it, they're lowering the value of it. It's happening all over. I I remember there was a movie growing up. Listen, I, I was kind of a Steve Martin fan, the comedian Steve Martin he was just so funny to me. I just always thought he was the funniest guy. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not promoting his movies so much, but I just kind of liked him. But I saw a movie that, I was so excited. He was in a movie called Blue Heaven. It was him and Rick Moranis, and, and he was a, a mob guy and kind of, kind of in hiding. And let me tell you, it was the dumbest movie. So don't go rent it. You'll waste whatever money you spend on it. It's, it's just a terrible movie. But there's one funny scene to the movie, just one. Uh, just one. That's it. He goes into a supermarket. Now, remember, he's, he's a mob guy, and he's used to, you know, high-end stuff, so, and, and he's used to stealing and cheating and, and all that stuff. So he goes into a supermarket, having never really spent time in a supermarket in his life, and he sees, remember the price guns? Remember they use price guns? So he sees the price guns, and he sees this clerk, and, and they're just putting prices on all these cans, but they put the price gun down, so Steve Martin grabs the price gun, goes over to the meat department, and he sees all these steaks, these T-bone, filet mignon, and he's just pricing them all out and just stacking them up. He's got them stacked up like this high, and he puts them in his cart, and he goes to check out, and he's just kind of sitting there, sitting there, like, there, like, 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 is this really going to work? And the kid, who's the cashier at the time, just starts checking him out. And he'd priced every one of those steaks at 19 cents. 19 cents. T-bone steak, filet mignon. Didn't raise any flags with this kid. No, he's just like, wow, look at the price of these, you know. He gets a cart full of groceries. And they, they says, well, that'll be $12.37, you know, before it was couponing, right? So I thought to myself, 
as I was studying for this, I thought, you know, that's what the world does. The world takes this price gun and just turns the dial down. And instead of valuing the things that are God's, instead of valuing the things that are holy, it actually devalues them. It lowers the price. It says, no, it's not worth what, what God thinks it's worth. You say, how is that happening in society? Let me just give you this one example. In, in the situation that's going on with, with gay marriage. Do you know that, and this is just what I believe. I actually believe, and I believe this, it's very clear in God's word, that gay marriage is actually offensive to moms out there. I just believe that. Because here's what gay marriage says. Gay marriage says to moms, you are not necessary. That's actually what it says. See, God created a female mother and a male father to raise a child. And let me just say, you need both. It's God's design. It was, it's what God intended. And to say that God intended it any other way, or God designed people any other way, or that God is blessing any other union is an offense to either a female mom or a male mother. Let me just say to all the moms out there, in fact, to everybody out there, to listen, but it's Mother's Day, so this is to the moms. Nobody can do what you do. There's not a man on earth that can do the job of a mother. Not one. Not one. And so don't let society think that you're replaceable. You are irreplaceable. Nobody can bear children but you. And I'm so grateful that God chose you to carry that baby till it looks like a big bowling ball. I'm just so grateful. God chose you for that. But listen, you are irreplaceable. You're irreplaceable. And so it's offensive. Now, I'm not saying that, that we should stand there and, 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 and bully people or, or get angry or whatever. We just teach the word of God. That's all that we need to do. Just say, this is what God's word says, and hey, we love people. And listen, God sets people free. But, but that's, the, that's just one example of how society takes this thing called marriage and, and a female mother in the home and says, no, that's not necessary. Two men can do the same job. I'm here to tell you they can't. They can't do the same job. You say, well, Pastor, listen, it's Mother's Day. Do you really got to say that on Mother's Day? I'll say it on Mother's Day, Father's Day, Groundhog Day, Boxing Day, Canada Day. I'll say it any day. Listen, we need to hear the truth of God's Word. We need to hear it. And you won't hear it some places, and you won't hear it on TV, so you need to hear it from the pulpit. You've got to hear it. Pastors have to speak up and say, this is the truth. No longer can we sit by and watch society devalue women or men. Amen? We have to speak the truth. So, so that's my soapbox, and, and I'll get off of it now. But think about these three careers. There used to be three careers that, that in society, and some of you who are a little older, you know this so much better than me, but those were the three revered careers. Number one was the teacher. Secondly was the politician. And then we had the clergy. Those three professions were revered. Those three professions were, were once held in such high esteem, and the reason is is because they always, all of them were, were service-oriented. And all of them, back in the day, were for very little pay. Very, back then, politicians and teachers and, and clergy, they made, they made very little to nothing. 
And so we held them in high esteem. But look at what's happening. First with the politicians. The politicians are being dragged in the mud. The politicians are being made fun of. The politicians are, are the, the, the butt of every late night joke. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that, hey, we just celebrate, we turn a blind eye to, to policies that are anti-God or, or anti-Bible. I'm not saying that at all. But at the same time, we have to respect the position. And what's happened is we devalued them so much so that it's almost like they're irrelevant. And, hey, we'll make fun of them as much as we want. And the clergy are right behind them. I survived the 80s where we went on the streets witnessing, and all I ever heard was Jim Baker and Jim Swagger. They were just screaming it out. I just tried to say, hey, Jesus loves you. Yeah, Jim Baker. I'm like, Jesus loves you. What Jim Baker got to do with it? But that's all I ever heard. Why? Because of past mistakes. And some of it, hey, deserved, man. We have made some big mistakes. One guy just got up on TV the other day and said, I need 20,000 people to give me $300 so I could buy a $65 million uh, G6 jet, you know? And I thought, man, all I want is a $20,000 Porsche. This guy wants a $65 million jet. I'm shooting too low, you know? But I thought, you know, that's a joke. We should, that's, a, that's an embarrassment. And because of that, they've devalued the position. Now, listen, teachers... I believe you're still holding strong. You understand? We're still valuing you. But even in that position, you see that some parents in some places are still devaluing our teachers. See, this is what society does. It tries to tear down. It tries to take its price gun and say, no, 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 you're not that valuable. No, that that institution is not that valuable. And it's doing it all over the place. And God commands us To honor, to honor. Think of the Ten Commandments. Listen, God comes down and gives us a list of commandments. Of all the things that he could say, he chooses ten. Ten of them. And one out of the ten says this, Honor thy father and thy mother that your days may be long upon the earth. Now, that word long in the Hebrew does, isn't so much talking about length as it's talking about fullness. So it doesn't mean that, oh, you'll live to 90 or 100. What it literally means is this, you'll live a full life. In fact, Paul reiterates in Ephesians chapter three, or Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 2 says, hey, honor thy father and thy mother. Verse number 3 says, hey, that your days may go well and that your, uh, you may live long upon the earth. So what he says is the focus is not about the length of days. The focus is the fullness of days when you honor your father and mother. Now, what's interesting to note about the Ten Commandments is he just had ten. That's it. You just got ten things to say to your kids. Ten things. Ten things to command. Ten things that are going to get posted on the wall of courthouses. Just ten. And one of them, I'm going to say this. You honor your father and mother. Now, if you look at the entire list of the ten, the first four are Godward. The first four have everything to do with our relationship with God. It's all about, hey, don't have any idols. Hey, no other gods before me. Hey, don't make a graven image and and keep the Sabbath. Make it holy. He starts with commandment number five. The next six, five through ten, 
The next six commandments are all about your relationship to another man, your relationship to individuals, relationship on this earth. And he starts those commandments, the first four, then the second six. He starts the six with this one, honor your father and mother. So when he wants to talk about relationships, when God says, I'm now going to talk about relationships, I'm going to start here. You start in the home. You start by honoring your parents. See, if we would just teach this to our kids, and teenagers and kids' kids, right? If we just pass this on, this is what the Bible tells us to do to honor our family, honor our father and our mother. So how do we do that? How do we really value our moms? Well, listen, salary.com has given us the exact price tag for a mom. It has told us exactly what moms are worth. Would you like to know what moms are worth? Wouldn't you like to know? I'm glad you asked, so I'm going to tell you <laughs> what moms are worth. Now, listen, the average stay-at-home mom, listen to this, the average stay-at-home mom works 96.5 hours a week. I seem to think it's a little higher than that. So, so much for what did you do all day, honey? And should receive a salary of $118,905. That's her salary for being a stay-at-home mom. That's, the, that's, that's how many hours they worked and the compensation that should be according to salary.com. Now, the average working mom, this is in addition to her job. So this does not include her job, uh, where she goes to work. The average working mom works 59.4 hours a week and should receive a salary of $70,107. This is, of course, in addition to her other salary. So here's what I want you to do today, ladies. I want you to go home and sit down with your husband and say, Look, <clears throat> we're going to have to renegotiate this thing. Because I am grossly underpaid. <laughs> we'll get this thing right. So that boat you were thinking about buying, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. Right? Now, listen, can we really put a price tag on moms? Here's the price tag God puts on them. Priceless. God says to moms, you are Priceless. Nobody can do what you do. Nobody can have the effect. Nobody can have the care and concern. In fact, God loved you so much, he connected you with that child in a way that nobody else connects with. That's how much God loves and cares for you. He considers you valuable. He considers you priceless. Don't ever let the, word, the, the world devalue who you are. So how do we show value or honor. So if, if the world's trying to lower the price, how do we raise the price of our moms? Number one, we value them by choice. We value them by choice. Because some of you are here today, and you're saying, Pastor, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a home with a mom, or my mom was not loving, or my, no, my mom was not compassionate, my no, mom was not considerate, she was selfish, or, or she was she was not there. She was not a part of my life. So how do I honor her? Listen to how you honor her. Because you say, Pastor, emotionally I'm not there. Here's how you honor her. You honor her by choice. It's a choice that you make. You honor her by position 
and then let God work on your heart to honor her as a person. You first honor the position, and then you let God work on your heart to honor her as a person. Not everybody grew up in in my house. I grew up with a very loving mom. I grew up with a mom who was always there. I grew up with a praying mom. Mom and I went to church. I started to think about this in the first service. Mom, where were our other, where's my brother and sister? Where were they when we went to church? They weren't here. Did she go? I don't remember them at all. I I blocked them out of my memory. So I started to thought, in the second service. Where, were, where was my sister and brother when we went to church? The Wednesday night they didn't go. Anyway, that's, that's for another conversation. But <laughs> mom and I, we'd go to church. We went to Good Shepherd United, and then, then we went to Trinity in Lake Worth. And on a Wednesday night when we went to Trinity, I went to the back room, and they were teaching boys how to, to camp, and they talked about going on camp trips, and, and they had this program called Royal Rangers. And I came back after the program, and I said, Mom, this is our new church. This is where we're going from here on out. I don't care what you think. This is where we're going from here on out. And we did. We went to that church for Mom. But it was always, we went to church uh, all the time, and I always saw her pray. Growing up, I always saw her pray. She, we had a back porch, and she had this slider. And I'm telling you, this is the honest truth. I don't ever remember a morning waking up where my mom was not on the back porch praying. Now, I'm sure it happened. I'm sure she must have slept in at some point. But I don't remember it. I remember being in the kitchen trying to eat Fruity Pebbles, and she'd come lay her hands on me and just speak in tongues. She's praying in tongues over me, and she's just praying for me. And here I am just trying to eat some Fruity Pebbles, man. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to pour another bowl of cereal, you know? But not everybody grew up in that house. Some of you grew up in a much different house. And you have to choose to honor your mother. And some of you, your mother's passed away. Your mother has gone on, and and she's no longer with you. You say, Pastor, what do I do? Well, you honor her memory, and you honor her to your children, and you honor her to her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You still show honor to her, the way you talk about her, right? You have to choose to do that, which leads me to number two. If if it's a choice, we honor them by choice, we value them by choice. Number two is we honor them by actions, We honor them by actions. That means you actually have to do something. You actually, not just on Mother's Day, right? But every opportunity that you get, you have to show honor to those that God has put in your life. And today we're talking about moms. You honor them. You honor who they are. You honor their sacrifice. You honor their love, right? You honor everything that they've done. You honor it by Choosing to act with your words, with your embrace, with your time, with your attention. You choose to do that, right? And you say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm not getting anything in return. Because I had somebody come up to me after service, and they said, I've tried. I'm not getting any response. You keep trying. God holds you responsible for your part. He doesn't hold you responsible for their part. You may not get any response. You may be hitting up against a brick wall. You may say, hey, pastor, I've, I've lost all communication. What do I do? Huh? Listen, you keep doing what's right, and you honor them anyway. And you love them anyway. I was talking to a guy this past week. He was talking about his parent, and he said, you don't understand. I, I would say, parent, I love you, and say, that's nice. 
They would never say it back. They never, they never returned the I love you. They never returned the affection. They never returned the attention. They never gave it back to them. So what do you do? You keep saying it. You keep believing God that God's going to break through, right? You keep declaring, hey, listen, love never fails. And I'll put love on display. Amen? You have to do it. That's what you have to do. Listen, here's what it says. That your days may be full, that your days may go well. When you sow honor, God blesses you. You have to do it. And if you're here today and, and, and you don't have a mother, you need to find one in your life. Whether you're male or female, you need to find a mother. You need to find a spiritual mom. You need to find a, a leader. You need to find somebody that you could say, hey, I need you to influence me some way, somehow. If your grandmother here today, you still have influence. If your great-grandmother here today, you still have influence, and you're still worthy of being honored. Amen? We're commanded in God's word to do it. And when we do it, God blesses us. I'm going to ask you this morning, if you would, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I want to pray for you today. And I know this was a very specific sermon geared towards a very specific area. But I just felt like this is necessary to say because you don't always hear about the fifth commandment. You don't always hear, hey, honor thy father and mother. Except in Sunday school, growing up, you'll hear it a little bit here and there. But all the days of your life, with your head bowed and eyes closed, listen to this as I close. When Jesus was on the cross with nails through his hands and feet. He honored his mother because he said to another man, I need you to take care of her now. Now she's your mom. When he was dying, he took time to honor his mother. Now, if that doesn't speak volumes to us, I don't know what else will. Let me pray for you today. Let me just pray that God will break through in your life. And prayed for several people after the first service where they had a strained relationship or non-existent relationship, very difficult relationship with their parent. And when that happens, man, it's tough. I understand. It's very tough. It's not easy. But God can bring healing and God can bring restoration. And all we're responsible for, all we're responsible for is to do our part. Don't let anyone devalue the relationship that God gave you when you were first born. It's time to honor again. It's time to raise the price tag. It's time to tell our moms they're priceless and act like it. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, for every person in this place, Father, for those who have had a parent in their home, who brought them to church or prayed with them or raised them right, Lord, I'm so grateful for blessing people with that relationship, Lord. I'm grateful for it in my life, and I thank you, Lord God, for those here as well. But Lord, I also know that in a room and 
the amount of people that we have here today, there's also probably many people here today who either had no relationship or difficult, strained relationship with their mom. Father, I pray for them today. Lord, would you give wisdom today? Would you give knowledge and understanding? Would you let them chart the right course, the right plan of action to take so that they can honor their mother as you intended for us to do? Lord, it's no less important than any of the other commandments. We cannot let this commandment pass us by. We place value on that relationship. And if it has been severed, we will do everything we can in our power, with our ability, to try to bring restoration to that relationship. And in the meantime, Lord, I pray for those who need a mother in their life. Jesus' name. Would you provide one? Your word says in the book of Proverbs, you set the solitary in families. Lord, for those who are here today who have no mom, I pray that you would bless them with a relationship, someone who will mother them, care for them, nurture them, be a spiritual light to their life. And be what God intended to be that could never be replaced regardless of what society says, what laws are passed, or how anyone votes. Mom, you're irreplaceable. No one can do what you do. If you're here today and you're praying with me, maybe you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to God. If you're here and you'd like me to pray for you, in fact, let's just do this. You say, Pastor, hey, I need to do that today. I need to surrender my life to God. I, I understand the message was geared one way, but you may be here and you say, Pastor, I feel lost. I feel away from God. I don't feel like I have a relationship with him. Just raise your hand real high, and I'd love to pray with you, and I'd love to just make sure things are right between you and God, if that's you. Or maybe you could grab that connection card in front of me. There's a place where you could say, hey, I, I renewed my relationship with the Lord. You come up and see me. You let me pray for you today. I believe God will change your life. But everyone else, would you do this this morning? Would you just stand to your feet for just a moment? I want to pray for you. We got some pictures you could take outside. We got a treat for you on your way out. I know some of you are heading to dinner, and there's so many different things to do today. But let me just pray over you before we dismiss that God will bless your life. And if you need prayer, because in this particular area, there's still a lot of pain, there's a lot of hurt, and there's a lot of grief. I'd love to pray with you. I'll be down here at the front to pray with you, just to pray that God just touches your heart today. I know for some, Mother's Day is, is painful experience. But God brings healing that time can never bring. So let me pray for you today, following service. You just come up to the front, I'll pray for you. Otherwise, let me speak a blessing on you. Don't forget, you can sign up for our flamingos. You can sign up to take a picture. Appreciate, listen, next week I got an important, important message to preach to you, so don't miss next week. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each and every person that you brought into this place. I declare they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. They're above and not beneath. They're the head and not the tail.